0: The following pendant production contains mature subject matter.
1: Hello, and welcome to another Kingery commentary. This is the director, Perry Whittle, and with me in the Director Minds uh, conference room, the interview room. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my plan. Uh, okay, so there, there it went. That was my plan, and it blew up. Who's with me? Madeline. Jeffrey Bridges. Hello, folks. And what is your uh, involvement with this episode of The Kingery? Well, I did do do write on the script for this, this oh, year episode. Oh, okay. Yes, right. yes. So now I've been asking everybody. This is your first script, right? Of uh, Season two, yes. <laughs> and you wrote how many in season one? Three. I wrote the um, series
0: premiere and the season one finale and one of the episodes right in the middle.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. So, oh, and I wanted to say uh, this is the uh, uh, first time that we've had Melissa Johnson as the announcer in the Kingery. So, uh, yes, yay!
0: The uh, mature daughter. audience
1: is only warning sorry, at the beginning. Sorry, that's right.
0: Yeah, I know what you
1: have so, to So, that's great. I'm sorry. Very fun.
0: I wasn't trying to. Yeah, I know.
1: And were just here we are listening to the previously right. stuff. You understand? I understand. Is it? hard for you to put those
0: together because I don't know if folks out there know but like none of the writers write the previously or anything that's always been uh, just something the director puts together himself so
1: yes I think that was, that was um yeah that was like I hadn't done that as an assistant director mm-hmm. and then uh you became a, the chief director and Oh, my gosh, I had no idea how hard it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I, I don't uh, envy you that task. I've never actually had to put one of them together myself, and it's well, it's got yeah, to be tough. Yeah. Trying pull out the right parts that seem uh, relevant to what happens in this episode and how far back do you go, and, yeah, it's got to be, I'm sure that's a trick.
1: Right, yeah. I just set a random, or, you know, a sort of arbitrary rule for myself three episodes back. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to go 3 episodes back and if it's further back than that well yeah, I've you know, forgotten it to too. For so oh, yeah, <laughs> um, really to so well. that's how I yeah. tried to limit that. You know, and um job I job think well. I'm getting a little he bit faster friend, but, uh, at at yeah. putting them together. But uh, uh to Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit real difficult. Real that real and that was that was a real yeah. surprise to me cuz I just wasn't expecting that to be so incredibly yeah. difficult. Right. Um so what are we listening to here? We're listening to Seth Adam Schur as Seth the bartender. He's got this lovely conspiratorial whisper in here somewhere. And M. Ciro Garcia who is great as Major. Yes, and
0: absolutely brilliant. And, you know, oh, we haven't fantastic. gotten to, uh, to uh, hear or learn much about Major up to this point. So this was a big um, big major episode. <laughs> major episode for Major, I guess.
1: Major, major episode.
0: Yeah. So we get to uh, learn a whole bunch more about her here.
1: And we've got Andrew Eckhart, who is snoring throughout this entire first scene, and he gave lots of good snoring and snorting sounds and also some lip smacking, which I him. thought was a really nice touch and I threw yeah. that in when Major slaps him and tries to get him to wake up. Okay. Um
0: I don't, know. I don't even think he
1: knows. And I also I love the laughing and chuckling that Major yeah, does. Yeah, I she's she's always like finding things funny. I I like that. And um, That reminds me that Fix uh, Fix is always laughing at his own jokes. He, uh, both Major and Fix seem to be very, very happy thugs. I mean, I guess I don't know. Does that go with the job? Does that go with the territory?
0: I, I suppose you've got to, you know, keep your spirits up with all the stuff that they end up seeing. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it.
1: And Fix complains in this episode about his blood pressure, so maybe he's not really all that happy. Maybe that's just a side. Yeah, that wouldn't be really very surprising, would it? Considering. Yeah, Considering. And let's see, there. I wanted to say, uh, your, the music there. here is mm-hmm. in the backing, the scene the in the bar part. is called uh, mm-hmm. Handcuffs and oh. Nightsticks, Oh My. <laughs> and uh, I chose that because it seemed to have a little something, some little bell-like sounds that sort of sounded like something like a lullaby or something to me. So I thought that mm. that was nice while uh, Roberts is sleeping throughout the entire scene.
0: Yes, that that was a good choice.
1: So I like that. David Alexander MacDonald wrote the music, of course, for that that song and every other song that's in the episode. Alright, Yes, we work <laughs> him to death musically, don't we? Yes, we do. What? You have been evicted. Time to move that's, on. And <laughs> it's wonderful what he um God, the sun is Gives us
0: uh, what time is it?
1: Time. So, okay, time Jeffrey. Um, I, was there I anything in this episode Ooh, that came out yeah, exactly as you imagined it Wait, when you wrote it?
0: Just exactly. No, no, no. Hmm. Uh, biceps, um, you know, I think the scene, like, it's coming up later with uh, okay, Devi. Uh, and Cynthia, oh, which becomes yeah, Debbie and Roberts would. in oh, uh, Shenanigans. One yeah. That one uh, came out but pretty much exactly how I had heard it in rainbow. my head. Sound, but with other one. things like um, at the beginning here, the scene in the bar there with go. Major, uh, um, this scene came out. I felt a lot better than I had imagined it would go. because of and M's Stellar stellar, like she, stellar performance. And um, the and last scene, the you know the the hopefully somewhat epic Go fight between and Tommy and Fix came out yeah. way better than right. I had right. uh, hoped right. it would. And I think that Somewhere was due else. to uh, wow. your mixing, because that was just, it was just phenomenal. I just, my jaw was just hanging open. I was, it came out so much better than I had thought it would. Not that I thought you would do a bad job, you know, but in my head, <laughs> what I had heard, <laughs> you just blew it away. So, oh, kudos well, thank to you. you, sir.
1: Thank you, and to M for doing such a great job. Yes, she made me love Major so
0: much more. I going awesome. to throw her into the scripts more now as a character. She's uh, certainly got a special place in my heart now, which is probably good, otherwise she'd kill me. And here's
1: here's the scene with um, Debbie and Tithia. The
0: right. But oh, she yeah, was, you know, they don't actually merge right into the scene with Roberts. Tough. I think when I had originally written the script, this scene and the scene with Debbie um, and Roberts after Roberts comes in were kind of together, and I ended up splitting them. So that's why in my head I think I still saw them as one scene. But, yeah.
1: Cool. And I wanted to mention that the music that I chose to back this scene is called Sonora Ghost Train. And it somehow it, it, there's a, a Native American element to it, and it seemed to... Suggest disenfranchisement and something about uh, um, family to me I, somehow in some vague uh, way that I can't really describe, and so I just put that in because Tithia and Devi, you know, are are a broken couple, and and Roberts is sort of broken apart from himself and from everybody else, and mm-hmm. so it just somehow that music I thought went with all those. Those ideas oh, poor, horrified Tidia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <that's the> right <laughs> things she wants to hear her mom talking about
1: cat cat pride does that so well she's is horrified, mom and uh oh, kill me, please yeah she gave, yeah, she gave a, a number of uh, brilliant interpretations of both of those lines, and I just. I chose the ones that that worked for me that particular day. And so now she's going to get another earful. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so now every other writer who I've talked with like in the past few episodes has found the episode difficult to write in one way or another. How, how about you in this episode?
0: You know, I don't really... I don't have as much difficulty with this stuff. I don't know. I, I, more than... Um, with the exception of Susan, who's at this point written uh, more or as many as, as I have with, uh, in terms of this. I don't think anyone else has uh, been on the show writing as long. Uh, maybe Seth has. I don't remember when Seth started. But... Um... I don't think anyone's been working with the characters quite as long as uh, Susan and I have. So to me, they're um, almost second nature, and I, ha- you know, I actually find writing Kingery easier than writing Dixie. Dixie's the one that, that gives me the most trouble. But like Superman and Kingery, I have no trouble. I just can breathe through a script, no problem.
1: Now, is the is the problem with Dixie partly all the 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 sort of structure that you have?
0: I mean, um, I mean, you have to. Uh, well, there's there's the research factor. Like, a lot of times I'll have to mm-hmm. stop and check what's accurate to the period. Um, to like, I uh, remember this big I thing, and we're getting kind of off me. topic here, but with uh, a Dixie episode, I wanted to throw in a fire extinguisher, and I didn't know if they had them in the, you know, mid-40s yeah. or what version of them they might have had. So I had to stop and do all this research for that. And so that plays a big factor in it, but it's also trying to make sure I keep right, the dialogue all time specific as much as possible been and not break into anything old too old modern so it's a lot more difficult for me to write Dixie old, than Kingery I can I just, it's just really snappy I, I just fly right through it
1: well cool day.
0: It probably also yeah. uh, factors into it that I am the one who writes the story outlines for each season, and so mm-hmm. I've already written the story in my head, and, and i put it out on outline form, so I'm probably more familiar with the story itself than the other writers are. So that might have something to do with it.
1: So, and you don't have any problem get, getting into your time machine to do um, research for this? No.
0: <laughs> no, as long as I you know keep it uh, stocked up on... Um, radioactive ma- material to keep it running. Okay. All right.
1: You? Back the fuck up balls mine. I love see the interaction between um, uh, Major and Fix Why here. Not? Yeah.
0: and make
1: a also, uh, at the beginning of the episode, um, Pete now. Mylan oh, and Mark are as uh, Tommy and Fix, oh, are, they're... Really they're Always a wonderful oh, so pairing. Always
0: my fault, is it? Don't you
1: have an Always wonderful to listen to. Yeah. This ain't good enough. And let's see, in the way. in the background, the music <laughs> is cranking. Oh, thank you. And later on I believe it becomes uh, near the near the middle of the scene it. it becomes weavers of dream. <laughs> Citizens of Earth.
0: So, this point uh here where uh, Tommy tells Major to stay, this is um, a big turning point because it's sort of moving her up into the well, uh sort of the number two spot kind of I mean Debbie was always sort of his number two, but she's kind of fallen out of things, and jawbone was like you know his main muscle, but he's kind of. You know, not around anymore. <laughs> he's not around. We didn't talk about that. You know, it's a yeah. family affair. But Yeah. Uh, so she's kind of, yeah, they're, he's kind of moving her up to to fill in for that. So you'll be seeing a lot more of Major in season three, and uh, she'll have a much more prominent role
1: there. That's great. And I just wanted to point out that um, Major clears her throat when Fix is leaving. So we we had in the script uh, just space for uh, footsteps and then the door. And I thought Major would want to rub it in, you know, that she's that she's sticking around and Fix is banished from the from the office. Absolutely, without you know, without um, um, making any comment that Tommy could you know say, hey, don't you know, don't rub it in like that. So I just I thought she'd clear her throat, you know, to to be able to. Um, say, you know, I had to clear my throat. I wasn't saying anything, but, but actually saying something. So, And I had a couple of samples of M clearing her throat between lines, and so I just grabbed one and I threw that in there just to... Just
0: I think that was a just very good call.
1: To ...remind <laughs> Fix that she's sticking around and he's not.
0: Yeah. And your performance here is
1: just but and i couldn't stop laughing. Him. you you do hook and so well. it's just
0: and right?
1: And there's this wonderful uh ad-lib of Pete's where my line is no 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 and he does, yes does yes yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I laughed at that. I thought that was really wonderful. Yeah. I know Pete. That Pete always thinking ahead.
0: He's the king of ad-libs. Yeah. yeah. If you hadn't considered it, or hadn't told me to at least briefly contemplate it, you'd have been a liar. But, but this episode, um, it's like just fine. over halfway through the season now, well, and that's curious because I wrote the one that was just over halfway just through season, uh, the season last season, I wrote yeah, 107 yeah. too, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, this is marks a really big turning point, point. Point. point, and not just with you Major, but of course exactly with the, what the um, two things that happened at the end of the episode, the fight and then the very end revelation thing,
1: it's a big turning point for the season. That's right. To, to yeah, and I think yes, I, can we talk about it now? I'll yeah, sure. Because uh, presumably people listening to this have heard the episode, so yeah. So I hope so. so things really heat up between Tommy and Fix. It's uh, yeah. It's no longer a cold war; it's a hot war. Yeah, has just been pushed a little too far. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, I think he's shown so far this season uh, remarkable patience in dealing with Fix, considering the things. The the transgressions Fix has made, that the things that he's done. So this was the final thing that just pushed
1: him over the edge. Yeah, it's not um it's not clear what all of uh, Fix's transgressions Tommy knows about. Yeah, though, and it's and it's not clear that he's really the that Fix is really the instigator of this last thing.
0: Right. That will it's being that vague
1: at this point on it purpose. It know, will be revealed more in the, in the future. I have my opinions about it, but I think I think uh, cool. it's going to turn out that it was a Phillips head screwdriver was yeah, the murdered so weapon just, and it yeah, was hooked don't all along. So. <laughs> think about it too much. Matter of fact, don't think, don't act, don't pretend.
0: Just tell her you agree to her offer and ask as many questions as you can. You can do this.
1: No, but oh, I... you can, and you will. Yeah, that was but one
0: little dilemma I had when I was writing the script, no. and I was like, okay, so in the outlines we had written that Hooks tells Tommy about, about Madeline's offer, and Tommy not. wants to use that and use Hooks as sort of no. a double agent. And my not. thought there was, uh, how can Hooks possibly pull coming. that off? And That's kind <laughs> of ridiculous <laughs> and to and assume that he I, could. And I'm like, well, he doesn't have, have to. <laughs> he could just be himself, well, and it'll work just fine. Right.
1: Right. No, I thought that was really nice. I'm sure Nicely done, finished. and yeah, so yeah, and so. Yes, when um, Aww. and when Tommy says you're nervous and twitchy, and so I I put in a little creak of the leather chair that Hooks is sitting in. You know, I know. that. <laughs> just like, yeah, twitchy. What do you mean twitchy?
0: <laughs> I love that attention to detail. <laughs> oh. Okay. oh,
1: and now we have. Heather Frizzell as Julie. Yes. Lovely, lovely entrance here that you wrote for Julie here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, <I laughs> yeah. Poor
1: Julie. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Boss, I was on a maintenance request and I was checking the sink because there was a clog and there was... Yeah. I think she could probably talk a little bit faster, but <laughs> that's that's pretty much as fast as anybody's going to go.
0: Of course, I'm saying poor Julie, and here we are. <laughs> poor both.
1: Yes that too yeah and we never got to, to <laughs> hear a whole lot from Bull no he was uh, I, he was back in minor in season one. one yeah he
0: was always hanging out with Major and that was pretty much all we'd seen of Major too until uh, this episode really when she kind of moved up into a more prominent role yeah And, you know, I think the fact that it was Julie calling Tommy that also helped push him over the edge towards fix because of everything that she's been through and how he still feels, you know, horrible about all of that. So I think that that didn't help his decision-making any.
1: Right, right. So, Jeffrey, how did the kingery come to be? What, oh, what, my goodness. What prompted you to create it? How did that happen?
0: Well, it, I, uh, I gathered together uh, everybody who helped create it, which was uh, Susan and Teresa McGarry and uh, Macaulay Eaton and John Hardin, who helped create the show and is a really great friend of mine. But outside of that, has absolutely no affiliation with Pendant at all. I've tried to sucker him in and get him to write a show for us for four years now, and it hasn't happened, but I'll get him one day. But, um... Yeah, I just uh, sent them all an email, and places. I'm like, it uh, you know, I we had just started it Dixie, and I was like, I, I want another original show, because original yeah. shows are great yeah. things, and I want to do yeah. an original yeah. sci-fi show, well, that was yeah. the only idea I had, just some kind of sci-fi show. And so I sent an email to uh, all of those people, around. and they were all like, yay, hey, hey, cool. hey, that's kind of a cool idea. And so we just started shooting ideas back and forth and back and forth about what this show could be, and we had a couple of uh, online chats where we all got together and uh talked about ideas and i took everybody's ideas from that and tried to put it together into a sort of story we spent i don't know like 6 months coming up with all the different characters and i made this huge character tree that i i can show you sometime it's got all the characters on there and how they all interrelate to each other because we were trying to figure that out we kept modifying it and it was it was a Probably at least a 12 to 18 month process, just getting the concept and the characters over. down. And then after Turned that, I wrote the pilot, the and we moved I into the outline, and we it just made. sort of oh, went from that. there. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time coming putting this together. Yeah. Yeah. How would you? Know? I think the first original uh, you know concept idea no. for the show didn't have any anything like soul you know in it at all. That was something we added no. later on, and as you can see that with the whole Robert storyline ties in really heavily to everything else, so it was a it was a part it was a growing process you know we kept adding more as we went and putting more layers into it it's
1: right a really right a yeah yeah the soul the whole body swapping thing becomes a mm-hmm. major major part of the um plot for the entire the entire show up to now
0: yes and and throughout the rest of uh season two as well
1: yeah. A oh, I thing. thought Lexi is just so wonderful. <sighs> Lexi Rawl as Debbie yes, in this. She is. His, uh, Poor drunken, and Debbie. Drunken and passing out. and You know, I looked through my hey. sound effects library hey, and I was not able to come up with a sound that was called yes, Head Hitting the Bar. But. <laughs> I came up with something that I thought worked okay for that.
0: Well, It didn't not sound like a head hitting a bar, so I think we're okay.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> Wish I could be a woman again.
1: And now, and now we've got Devi snoring, so yeah. all kinds of uh, um, mirror images in this in this show this episode, and Roberts, who got slid along the floor earlier, now slides someone else along the floor.
0: Right, right. Dragging Debbie along.
1: What do you think he's going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea.
0: That wacky Betty Burtz. That's what we call... Uh, in order to keep track of the characters in like the online chats where we're talking about them and in the outline, we take like when they're doing the, the whole soul thing, we take like the first half of the actual person's name and the last half of the body, so that we call them Roberts to us as Burst because it's Betty in Roberts. Uh, that's the only way we yeah. can keep track of who's who. Because you know, if we just keep saying Roberts, we're like, wait, who's Roberts right now? We get all confused. So yeah, you know. So.
1: And so the big story in real life well that I know of for this for this whole episode was the fact that Alicia's computer got into eating itself or something yes yes so I got these I got these lines from Alicia as Madeline Gray And it just sounded like it sounded like there was an internal microphone right next to the hard drive, which was eating itself. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) And and that's and that's how she was recording her lines. There's you know some something crazy like that. So in the script it says that Madeline is in the foreground and Hooks is on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I just turned those around to try and mask how. To, to try and mask the um okay. to try and motivate the the, the low audio quality right. on gray's lines
0: well it worked fine and you know it was a really good decision because it didn't make any different storylines which way that went yeah. so it was a it was a really good call yeah and you also uh you made a, a slight change to the end of the scene
1: yeah that's right because I didn't, because like, I didn't like my performance. <laughs> is that like, why? I, that's part of why. Yeah, yeah. Is I just, yeah. That's my solution to whenever I don't like a performance. Is I just cut the line. <laughs> I did that in in uh, a little show that I wrote and um, I it's, and acted in. I think and I didn't like my performance. I couldn't get the line right or something, and I just you know cut a couple lines. That's fine. So yeah, at the end of it, um, Hooks is supposed to say, okay, you know, right. yeah, let's meet up. And I just thought, oh i I guess that was a oh sorry, spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Hook says okay
0: think all right because Tommy told him he was supposed to do what that, so yeah you know, was kind for. of guys, yeah it, 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 it seemed without the line lines, so
1: didn 't seem like anybody was going to be really shocked, yeah, but i, I just didn 't think it was absolutely necessary I and i anymore. i couldn 't figure out how to get my blood It's it 's interesting when you're when i 'm directing, I spend all this time obsessing about the the transitions from one scene to another and what am i going to do and oh, oh there went abner abner scenario thanks abner for fantastic work as the bystander Really loved your performance. Oh,
0: yes, the bystander who sees that. Tommy just <laughs> scared out of him and runs away.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Abner was trying to make sense out of the script, and he he wrote me a little email and said, um, you know, what what's going on in this, and and which forced me to read the script because I I hadn't read it up to that point. But I was just I was just trying to get 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 all the parts filled. Right, <laughs> right. So. So I, said, uh, so I read it, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay, so you're a guy who sees the most notorious crime boss in the city running toward you, and, or toward the guy standing next to you, and you don't really know anything about what this is about. You just know you want to be anywhere else in the world.
0: Right. And that was that was our great fight there,
1: courtesy of Perry Whittle yeah. and Pete and Mark Zarecor
0: and that window breaking, These, the sparks and the stuff that you did with the, the television of the future here. Fantastic yes. stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I just thought, you know, there was a table ball game on and now there's this newscaster. Uh, thank you, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the newscaster. Um, and so I thought, you know, maybe the television is broken and that's how we change channels or something? Or I, I don't know. So...
0: It I works, just, and uh, I love how the, the little cutouts, but you don't miss any of the vital information and the, the sound effects sparks. And the ending, the way it just ends with that spark, too. Very, very, very good stuff.
1: Yeah, I was a little unhappy throughout most of the mixing. I, w- I wasn't sure how if everything was coming together, but when I came up with that ending, and it just seemed to naturally sort of fade out to nothing, and I just thought, yeah, that's that's the ending right there, just yeah. like that and um, and then i was happy with the whole thing it's funny
0: yeah what's up with that whole shepherd now what oh you better
1: listen next month yeah. and
0: find out yeah
1: that's going to change everything we're going to have to just uh, start all over
0: <laughs> episode 1 next month
1: yeah.
0: By with Bailey, Bridges, Mylan, All right.
1: Well, I hear the theme music, so that means it's time to say goodbye. Um, that went fast. By yeah.
0: All yeah. right. All right. Thank you so much,
1: Jeffrey. Thank you, when, uh, Oh, I have one more question. When do yes, we see the next script from you? Uh, My next script will be the
0: Season 2 finale, so you won't hear from me again until Episode 212. So count your lucky stars. You don't have to listen to me blab some more.
1: All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Bye-bye.